0: What's going on folks? Happy Friday and welcome to another episode of Songs That Saved Me. I'm your host Ross James. On the program today uh, a good friend and uh, somebody that I've you know looked up to for a long time and it's it's one of the cool chance encounters that I've gotten to experience through playing with Phil over the years. Uh, Chef Wiley Dufresne is on the program and I first met Wiley. He came to Terrapin uh, to sort of help out with 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 the kitchen. So he was a consultant or something. I'm not quite sure uh, exactly. All I know is one day I walked in to the kitchen at Terrapin and Wiley was there, and it might have been the only time I kind of got starstruck at Terrapin Crossroads. <laughs> um, uh, and you know, over the years, Wiley had would come to our shows in New York, and, and we got to eat it at his, his amazing restaurant, WD50, after after one of the gigs. And it was a meal that, uh, you, you know, I'll never forget. And most recently, he's opened up pretty much the best donut shop you could ever imagine. It's called Dew's Donuts, and it's connected, uh, you know, it's part of the, the building that makes up the William Vale Hotel, which is conveniently located right across the street from the Brooklyn Bowl. So that's worked out well for us over the years, too. It's been great getting to know him over the years, and he's so passionate about music. He's a big fan of The Grateful Dead, Uh, a bit of an encyclopedic knowledge of the lyrics of The Grateful Dead, which you'll hear a little bit about in this interview. But I've always really dug the connection between music and food. They're two of my favorite things, for sure, and it's cool getting to talk about both of them with him. If you're liking the podcast, why don't you go give us a follow on Instagram at Songs That Saved Me to stay tuned to the latest and greatest. Also visit us at Patreon.com slash Songs That Saved Me if you'd like to become a member of the show and help us keep it commercial free. And don't forget to leave us a review right here in the Apple Podcast Store. And there you have it. Here's my chat with Chef Wiley Dufresne. Well, Wiley, how you doing today, dude? What's going on?
1: I'm okay, man. I'm okay. What's going on? Wow, that's a loaded question, in so yeah, many ways. I, uh, in, in some ways, lots is, lots is going on. In some ways, nothing's going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're uh, up, but I'm uh, good. You're up in outside of Manhattan, right? You're you're not in the city right now.
1: No, I'm up in Connecticut. I'm here with, uh, we're, we're a party. We're, we refer to ourselves as an eight top in the, in the restaurant community. (laughs) We're a table of eight. Uh, my wife and our two kids and her sister and husband and their two kids and we're, uh, we're quarantined here in the woods. It's, it's very, uh, it's very nice, but it's also very weird to be so far away, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, especially with the recent change in events this last week or so, I mean, it's been crazy watching. I mean, all over the country here in Denver, too, but New York City especially. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, like, I mean, have it's
1: it's 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 wacky. I mean, our building, we are our, our apartment in New York City is in Union Square. So, right. uh, w- uh, the tenant in the ground floor of our building is uh, Banana Republic. And they, uh, you know, the protesters, um, rioters, whomever who were, however, we're referring to them, uh, smashed all the windows in, in the Banana Republic below below our building and uh and and you know did a bunch of damage. So it's uh it's 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 wild times.
0: Uh, I mean have you been back uh back and forth a little bit since the quarantine started or you've been pretty much just hanging out upstate?
1: No, I've gone back and forth a few times. I went back uh mm. ironically two days ago for an amazing amazing thing. We got a call last week on Wednesday saying hey uh can you do uh, 1500 donuts for friday morning at 5 a.m for a bunch of um you know frontline healthcare workers at hmm. elmhurst hospital which was like one of the hardest oh, hit yeah. hospitals in the whole world yeah and uh i was like yes yes uh well at first i was like hold on i need to i need to make a few calls and i made some calls <laughs> and we got we got a couple of the team together and everybody was down and and i drove down and basically pulled an all-nighter i slept for an hour and we made all the donuts and uh... drove to to the hospital got a speeding ticket on the way (laughs) my first one in thirty years and and uh... Uh, and we delivered the donuts, and it was amazing. And it was just so cool to feel like a to get back in the game and make some donuts after you know eleven weeks or whatever it's been, ten and a half yeah. weeks. And then it was cool to to do it under those circumstances, to be a part of that. And it was, you know, my team. I didn't, you know, I I couldn't bring the whole team in because we just didn't need the whole team. But it was, mm-hmm. it was great. It was good for my morale. It was good for their morale. Uh, for all I know, it was good for my kids to be rid of me for a bit. Who knows. Uh, <laughs> But it was it was a win win, and that you know, and that was two. That was I came back. That was Friday morning. I came back Friday night, uh, you know, for pizza night. I made pizzas for the family, and you know, Saturday is when it began to really, yeah, really kind of get get serious. Um, and, you know, the whole weekend has been been filled with, uh, w- you know, with with a new vibe for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, times like this, it it really. It reinforces what this, what what part of what this podcast is for me is is you know just how powerful music can be and how it definitely sees us through you know personal times that are challenging but also on a larger societal level. Like I, I'm really hoping that music can be something that 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 unifies for people during this time. I know like it's been it's been a cleansing sort of escape for me to put on a record and you know and just focus on on beauty and art for a minute you know and then and then come back to to what's happening with with fresh eyes and fresh ears you know so i know what a big fan of music you are just from hanging out with you from talking to you from seeing you at shows and uh what a passionate guy you are about it and i'm I'm really looking forward to hearing about a few specific songs in your life that have played a big role so you want to jump in with the uh the first song that you thought of when you thought of, about doing this
1: yeah, well, you know, it's funny because the first song we're going to talk about wasn't really the first song I thought about. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was, I was trying to figure out which angle to approach this from, you know, because I, you know, you, your podcast is awesome. You got a lot of cool musicians that have a lot of cool stories that are just cool people, and I'm like, I'm not cool like these guys, you know. I don't <laughs> I have. Man all these these like fascinating miles logged under these wild ways and you know i'm just like not i and and so it was it was a lot of like working backwards and working forwards and then sometimes working sideways and um you know i got i i I, to be honest i sort of got it whittled down to four was was what Uh i could do and then ironically there was like an honorable mention that happened yesterday that was hilarious. That maybe you know, if there's time for it, we can we can cover at the end. Um, but I think the first one for me is is uh, is maybe not. It's not the one that that uh, has like like a heavy time, but it was more like a revelation to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was in 1983. Um, And it's don't stand so close to me by the police. All right. Um, My, uh, you know, I wasn't, I was an only child of of divorced parents. And so I kept to myself a lot and I hung out a lot to myself and didn't really, as a result, get all that into music. Uh, My dad listened to jazz, when I was a kid, and I, and, and, you know, always have had, I've always had an appreciation for jazz. As a result, I don't, uh, I don't know anything about jazz. I can't tell you much about jazz. I'm not like uh, a, a student of it, but I've always really dug it and appreciated it because.
0: Looks like we lost uh, you there for a second. Hello. Hey. hey. I, don't,
1: I don't know what happened.
0: That was so weird. You just disappeared.
1: Yeah, it was so weird, and I, and I didn't notice, and I just kept rambling, and I was like, oh, "I'm shit. saying some, I'm saying some good stuff." He's not even cracking <laughs> a smile. Oh man.
0: Uh, well, I think it's so, good now, but um, you cut out where, right when you said um, that your dad listened to jazz when you were growing up. That's so,
1: where you were. Yeah. So my dad listened to a lot of jazz, um, and 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 while again, I don't, I don't really know much about jazz. I think it's amazing. Uh I think it's mm-hmm. wonderful. I always love listening to it. I don't I can't recognize it or sort of wax poetic about it, but I think it's amazing. Um, but it was just always on, you know. My dad always had the radio on. My it's like my grandfather, my grandfather always had the radio actually and the TV on. Depending on what room you were in, my he had both he had both devices going nonstop. So there was this constant wherever you went in my with, with my grandfather and I think my dad sort of channeled that so that there was always this you know, there's jazz playing in the background, but, but I didn't, again, I, I loved it, and it, it's probably why I briefly took up the saxophone um, hmm. as, as a teenager, because cause it's my favorite jazz instrument, is the saxophone, mm-hmm. but again, let's be clear, I'm not a musician, I don't play music well, I don't <laughs> understand music very well, and I know very little about jazz, other than that it's amazing, and I love it, and it's, it's magic in many ways, but, mm-hmm. but I didn't I didn't really get into music, because I again, I was an only child, I wasn't really listening to stuff. But my mom is the oldest of four sisters, and her youngest sister, uh, Wheezy, as we refer to her, Louise, <laughs> she's exactly 10 years older than me, uh, by one day.
0: Oh,
1: wow. Um, uh, my birthday is June 3rd, which is in two days, I'll be 50. Happy in two birthday, days. almost! Oh, wow. Cool. Um, so I don't want you to spend more than a hundred dollars on a gift, Ross. Okay, <laughs> um. Uh, anyway, uh, Wheezy was when I was, you know, 13, 14, she was exactly 10 years older than me. And she was like my mom's cool sister. She was the cool one. And in, uh, 1983, she was like, you gotta, you gotta check these guys out. These guys are, these guys are, are amazing. And, and she turned me on to the police and I started listening to the police and I was like, whoa, this is this is wild. I mean, she she also turned me on to Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and uh, a little and U two a little bit, and and like I I I really hadn't been listening to a lot of music. Just as an only child, I sort of hung out to, by myself, and I did other things. I played a lot of sports. Um, I I I just I was in my own world in ways that didn't involve music. And then she was like, "You gotta you gotta listen to this," and I was like, "Whoa, this is mm-hmm. this is wild. This is amazing." And you know, I, I like it was all of them: Regetta de Blanc, Outlandis de Moore, Ghost in the Machine. All those albums are just, for me, like really, really powerful and really, really exciting. And um, it just, it just was the first time that music had really like affected me that way. It was that, that hmm. music had spoken to me in a way that's, I think, hard to articulate. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe not because I think music speaks to everybody in some way, and whatever that way is, you know what I'm talking about. Even if your way is different than mine.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what. Does so that make sense? I mean, yeah, totally. I mean, in, you're what? You're 13, right? You're probably yeah. getting ready to start high school, kind of, or something like that.
1: Yeah. So, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wondering and why I, I wake I'm, up with a boner every morning, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: So I mean, and this is also kind of the first music that you know felt like like it was yours, right? I mean, that you're really it wasn't something that your dad was listening to, something that your your younger your your youngest aunt kind of turned you on to, and and it felt like. You know, it wasn't it wasn't your parents' music. It was it was something totally no, different not, and refreshing.
1: Not at all. And to be honest, I don't really know what what my mom is into. Still to this day, <laughs> um, I don't know what kind of music my mom likes. Um, and that was another part of it. Was like, so I lived. My parents were divorced, and so I lived h- half the year with my mom and half the year with my dad. Oh wow! Okay. For years, and it was kind of. I tell that story and everyone thinks that's really weird. That's crazy, and I guess in hindsight it is. But it, to me, that's the way it was. Like, I right. just spend the summer months with dad, and then you know go back with mom, and then somewhere in the middle of the year, split up, and go back with dad again. <coughs> it were, was they, the same were they Were they both in
0: year. Were they both in Manhattan? Like, so you were well, in the same uh, school or, or what?
1: Well, my dad, when, when my parents separated, my mom moved, moved to New York City when I was like six, six or seven years old. My dad followed soon after and gotcha. made sure that, you know, he stayed close. He lived in New Jersey and Hoboken for many years in, in high school. Uh, my dad lived in Hoboken while I was in high school. My mom lived in Manhattan. Uh-huh. Um, but, but yeah, it was the first time I had something that, that really was like not only different, but just. I, it put a smile on my face, and it was wild, and it was cool. And, you know, she she was cool, so that made it cool. You know, I, I, my aunt was definitely way cooler than I was, you know. She was 23-year-old <laughs> girl, woman, you know, and, and she was, like, cool. And I, I was I dug hanging out with her, and I wanted to, like, do more stuff with her. And just, like, I wanted... So if she said this was cool, then I was going to listen to it. And I just got... I just kind of got way into it, you know, and I had a real janky cassette player and I just went out Mm -hmm. and I actually had you know ever since 11 I've had a summer job working in restaurants and food service so I always had you know some walking around money which was cool you know so I could go and I could go buy a cassette and not really have to say hey mom can I have you know five bucks or what I mean I'm sure a cassette Uh wasn't even that much back then but whatever (laughs) I could just go and buy a cassette so Again, it was, you know, Regatta de Blanc, De Moore," Ghost in the Machines, and Yada Mondada. Those things were just like, I just devoured them. And and, yeah. and, and and there's so many of those songs that when they come on, they, they just hit me with like the goosebumps and the hair stands up hmm. on my neck. And I'm like, oh man, I just, I don't know, it just really resonated with me. And again, in a way that I think is very personal, but it's also kind of universal. It's just however... Yeah. However, that, that however it gets under your skin, we all know what it means when we say that when, when, the, when the music hits you, you know
0: Yeah, to no doubt. I mean, were, when you were first listening to these police tunes, was it were there certain lyrics? was it was it just the vibe in general? I mean, it, they have such a unique sound. Was it just that it was something like unlike anything you'd ever heard before? What was it about?: Yeah, it those, was unlike
1: anything I'd ever heard before, and it was definitely sort of my gateway. I got shortly after that, I got into the who. Mm-hmm. which was very different, you
0: mm-hmm. know?
1: But I just, I remember same thing, like popping, popping the cassettes in and, you know, meaty, beady, big and bouncy and, and all, all this stuff. <laughs> and it was like, that was was very different. And The Who was, you know, I mean, the, the, the police were, I suppose admittedly a little bit more mainstream, but they had this wild, again, not knowing enough about music back then to go, oh, it's a little bit of reggae. It's a little bit of this, it's a little bit of that. Right. I yeah. didn't know what the hell it was. But I just knew that it was awesome. And and to be honest, at that age, and you know, you don't pay attention to the lyrics, even though I know all the words, you know, young teacher, the subject of schoolgirl fantasy and all that. It's probably not great for someone at that age to be, like, focusing on those <laughs> words, you know. And, yeah, yeah. and, and I... I i was also like an mtv kid you know so i came around i, I grew up like right as mtv started i remember right. i remember mtv vividly i remember cable vividly i remember all that stuff happening vividly and even those videos you know where there's like you know those videos back then it was just the three of those guys dancing around and doing stuff but there's like you know stings dressed up as a teacher and. You don't you just don't think about it the same way I didn't think about like all those van Halen videos and all these things that you know in hindsight a young kid's not supposed to maybe delve too deeply into that stuff it's not really you know uh but but it, it was just it was just that band and, and that song I mean there are other songs that, that that you know as I started thinking I was like oh man bombs away and oh man this one and oh man that one and but I think it was don't stand so close to me that was like the one that just kind of I could feel it like vibrated me a little bit, you know, and just kind of, just kind of, I mean, there's, there's, there's also something very impressive as you get older to realize that three people can make a lot of noise.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, and 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 one of them's not really doing a whole lot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but that, I mean, leaving that space is what it's all about too. In, in sometimes in some, in that context, you know, like giving that room part of their sound is that space. And it's funny, you know, like a tune like that when you're 13 and you hear it and you can sort of digest it one way. But then as you get older, you sort of, start having more more thoughts about it and and looking at it differently but at the same time it can still i mean does it still make you feel like a kid when you hear it does it take you back to that kind of yeah that, it takes me yeah. back. i'm
1: like i'm in the shower in my apartment with that silly <laughs> crazy you know cassette player you know that has a handle on the end you know it's just a big rectangle oh, yeah. with the red oh, yeah. button you know <laughs> and i'm just i'm just i just remember it and and i but i love it you know and I hadn't listened to a lot of Police lately because, as you know, we both know I I fell off a deep end with a different <laughs> band, and 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 got you know so deep that it that and happy you know I was in the pool and and stayed in the pool and happily in that pool, <laughs> but when you go back to them, you're like, oh man, those guys are great, they're great, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah yeah
1: you know i saw i caught one one synchronicity tour show and i was like man this is this was just this is just great this is this is i mean back then that was there was they had evolved and i think at the time that was like one of the biggest shows on the planet you know synchronicity yeah that tour was huge
0: yeah yeah i wish i'd gotten to see him Uh, stewart copeland's one of my favorite drummers like ever you know and I, I even wish I'd gone to that reunion tour. That was probably five, six, seven years ago at this point. I don't know how many years ago, but it would have been great to get to see them, no doubt.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, again, I didn't... I didn't... You know, when Sting went on to become like a massive, you know, massive star post-police and all that, I, I was uh-huh. along for the ride for a minute, but it just didn't have the same... Yeah. It, did, it didn't tap me the same way. You know, I have nothing yeah. bad to say about him. Nothing, you know... I. I, I have a buddy, and as far as I know, he's still his personal chef and has been his personal chef forever. Oh, wow! Huh. Um, and and told me some you know fabulous stories. You know, Sting has an amazing house, you know, castle in Italy, and all sorts uh-huh. of stuff. And you know, but it's just uh, uh, it was the police, man. It just it just yeah. was good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah,
0: no doubt. There's like there's something. So raw about the police compared to what he ended up doing, you know, it's just a totally different animal, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh,
0: um but yeah, let's uh let's hear let's hear about song number 2, man.
1: So so that leads us again, as I said, I didn't really know what my mom was into. I don't really to this day know what kind of music my mom mm. is listening to right now while she's in her garden, you know, if she <laughs> is.
0: But do you, yeah, I was going to say, do you think she is listening to music? <laughs>
1: I don't know. You know, it's a funny thing. I know a lot about my mom, but it was not something that we ever, we ever talked about, or we ever, we ever discussed. Really. Um, hmm. I mean, you know, there was, can I go see this concert? You know, I mean, my mom, my mom took me to my first concert, which was Men at Work, uh, which is pretty funny. <laughs> um, you know, at at a Radio City Music Hall, she took me to see it with. Yeah, I think it was like my... Uh, uh, eighth grade girlfriend at the time, or something like that, you know. And then she let me yeah. go to my second concert, which by my with my best friend, which was Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. And I remember thinking, "Now oh, that's pretty awesome. Are you yeah. you're really going to let us go to Madison Square Garden um, <laughs> by ourselves?" Which you know, we we're in high school, and you know, again, we were pretty. I was pretty pretty safe. It was a low risk thing. I had not a lot, but you know. And then in college there was a couple, there were many shows, garden shows with the Grateful Dead and and, you know, I said, Hey mom, could me and like six buddies come down and stay at our apartment and go watch the Grateful Dead? Thinking like there's no way she's gonna say yes to this. And my mom was like, you know, you guys can come stay at the house, I'll go stay at my friend's house. And I was like, oh my God, like how could your mom score more points with you than that? Because the things we did in that apartment that I never got in trouble for, it's amazing. It's just amazing. You know, that's that's maybe another episode where we talk about what I did that, you know, what we all did for those two nights. Um, But my mom was just like very cool, but on the sly, you know. On the sly, uh-huh. and to be to be honest, and again, this leads us into this next song. Like I was like a teenage boy, I, you know. Again, I was playing a lot of sports. My dad was coming to every single sporting event that we ever I ever played in in high school. My mom mm-hmm. was like never coming, and I was always a little bit bummed. And my, you know, my my dad was the one who would 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 be kind of la- a little bit lax on me, and my mom was kind of the more of the hard ass. I come out, you mm-hmm. know, later in life to find out that you know my dad didn't have a steady job in a normal way and that's why he was at every sporting event when all the other parents were working, like my right. mom. Um, but you know, my, my mom unfortunately had the role of the bad cop where my dad was the good cop. And that wasn't a fair way of, of pigeon, pigeonholing my mom. But I just, it, it wasn't that we didn't get along. I think it was probably somewhat normal relationship between a mom and a son, you know, teenage son. I was like, yeah, my mom's okay, but you know, whatever. So then, in, in here we are at 87, when Paul Som, Paul Simon's on his Graceland tour, uh, my mom says, Hey, you want to go see Paul Simon at <laughs> Madison Square Garden? And I was like, uh, Okay, <laughs> sure. I didn't know what that would be like. And, and, uh-huh. um, and it was just awesome. It was like, you know, I'd never seen my mom dance. I'd never seen my mom kind of cut loose. I'd never <laughs> ha- had like, you know, I didn't like, I didn't go and catch a big buzz. I didn't, you know, smoke a bunch of weed even, you know, without my mom knowing or any of that. I just wasn't sure what would happen. And it just turned out that it sort of it made me realize that my mom was just so much cooler than I, than I had been noticing, you know? <laughs> I hadn't been giving her enough credit in many ways as, as a son for how cool she was. You know, like I said, my dad got all the credit because, you know, in some ways he was a dodo head and he didn't have a steady job. And so he was able to come to sporting events. And, and again, that's another story for another time. Cause obviously I mm. love my dad and, and we opened up a couple sure, of amazing yeah. restaurants together and, and did some amazing stuff and, and, yeah. you know, are still very tight. But, I just didn't have this level of of this sense of my mom being awesome until we went to that concert. And I was like, Oh, and you know, again, that was a big deal. You know, Paul Simon, Graceland tour, that was big. Yeah. You know, because he brought he brought, you know, Lady Smith, Black Mombasa and all, it, it was just different. Again, it was not something that really, people were familiar with and it, it wasn't any of his old stuff you know mm-hmm. um and i think you can say what you want or what you will about paul simon but like the guy has done a fairly good job staying somewhat or, or did a good job for a while kind of reinventing himself in cool ways oh, yeah, and this was
0: no
1: this was a cool a cool version of him and again I listened to the radio every morning in the shower, I'm, you know, getting ready before I went to basketball practice or baseball practice or soccer practice. And, you know, I listened to a lot of pop music. And so that stuff was all over the radio. And then, you know, when my mom said, you want to go in 87? I was like, okay, sure, why not? You know, I, I'd been getting into rock and roll. I'd been getting into the Grateful Dead. I'd, you know, I'd gone and seen, you know, Dylan and the Dead that summer. And I was into mm-hmm. a lot more sort of edgy, edgier, harder stuff. <laughs> but you're sure, you know when you're 17, you're not looking. You're not sitting on a pile of cash. Your mom wants to buy you a ticket. Why not?
0: Yeah, right. I mean, it, it, was your mom into the like the stuff that Paul Simon was doing then? Was she into the older stuff? What what, I
1: don't, what was her I don't know. interest? Like I don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> I feel like I want to call her and ask her what kind of music she's into. You it's should. Like I, I, feel, I, 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 I realize. That, <laughs> I realize I'm a bad son still. 50 years later. You know that oh, I don't know. I, don't know, I don't know a part about my mom that I should. <laughs> but all around the world, or the myth of fingerprints, as it's called, was a song that, like all that that tour, just again, it, it's a moment, it's a time, it's a it's a realization. But of of all the of all the songs, I think of that song. Um, again, I can just remember out in the Indian Ocean somewhere. There's a former army post. You know, and it go, I, I don't, I don't know that, that, that the words, what the words mean specifically, but I remember the words vividly, um, you know, when well, the sun gets bloody and the sun goes down ever since the watermelon. And I don't know what that means. You know, I <laughs> guess it's, you know, is the color of the sun, the watermelon. I don't know. What is he talking about? But I, you know, I have this, I, we, we've talked about this before. I have this weird skill where I remember the lyrics very well, Yeah. um, I don't know where it's come from. It's not something I practice, but for whatever reason, I have hundreds of Grateful Dead lyrics burned into my <laughs> brain. And when, when, I, when I, you know, and again, it goes all the way back to Men at Work, like those songs, the, all the police songs. And and I, I ended up going and getting this Graceland album because because of that. And this this is just the myth of fingerprints is just such a great song, and it speaks to stuff. Um, my one of my close friends in high school ended up marrying julianne moore and they're still married to this day (laughs) he became a movie uh director and the first movie he ever did he actually shot a large chunk of it in our high school and he called the movie (laughs) myth of fingerprints um so i feel like there's other people that this that this thing stuck with and and and, and, and tapped into and hit and and it's just um you know it's like I again, I can I can hear the music in my head, you know. Over in the mountain, down in the valley, lives a former talk show host, you know. And, and it it's just there's there again the lyrics. I don't know what the lyrics mean, but I, I know the music, and the music brings me to that moment, and I think of my mom dancing in you know whatever row we were, th- we were in, and I was like, wow, wow, I you know, that's awesome. My mom's pretty cool. And then you know I've told you that story. The Cassidy song story and yeah, the yearbook, yeah, um, and we've talked about that and that, you know, she she built on me realizing that she was cool by, or she sort of cemented it by by digging through my my stuff unwittingly and grabbing the Grateful Dead lyrics book that I had, um, which always had a bong on top of it, which presumably she had to move <laughs> to get the lyrics book, but she never. You know, she never said word one about that. She never said, mm. hey, what is this or get it out of my house or what are you doing? Um, and she took that book and she, you know, she dug out the words to, to Cassidy and, and put them in, in, in my high school yearbook as, as, as a quote. And, and, and it always, again, it, it just made me realize that, you know, obviously parents pay attention. You know, my mom paid attention and and she knew what i was into but she didn't know that 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 song anything about that song or you know she had she obviously had to read several songs in the book or several of the lyrics figure out which one would work in my son's you know yearbook and Mm -hmm. um you know we've talked about that about you know let your life proceed by its own design you know yeah
0: i love Um, that story i mean i think about I think about that story when I play that tune. Like the last few times I've played that song, that that story of yours has totally popped into my head. It's so beautiful, and I, I I think it's so fascinating that, you know, you talk about not knowing what kind of music your mom listens to or or your your mom likes, and then having music, having a shared music experience, be the thing that kind of opens your eyes in a different in a different way and changes the, the way you looked at her, I think that's so cool and a testament to how powerful music can be, you know, it's beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's, it, 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 was awesome. And, and, you know, and I think the bottom line is she's awesome and it just took, yeah. uh, you know, it took some sort of random, random things to happen or it took music to pound that into my head um <laughs> you know and 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 it's cool and you know when we when i was thinking about this i was like well maybe i should pick cassidy as the song one of the songs <laughs> because of that moment you know but we we've we've talked about that story uh, in the yeah. past and i and, and 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 i was optimistic that i could come up with at least mm-hmm. three other moments where music had, had, <laughs> had impacted me in a meaningful way and i think that you know having having it help me connect with my mom when, again, I I don't want to say that I was like disaffected youth or that my mom and I were constantly having conflicts and I was storming out of the house. There was none of that, but it was more of like, I was just kind of an only kid who stuck to, you know, did my thing. And my mom, you know, I was a, was a single mom and she was working all the time and trying to raise me. And we were all just doing our part, you know? And Whereas mm-hmm. my dad, like I said, I know my dad loves jazz and I know my dad was always listening to it. I don't know if I, when I was in my room, what she was listening to. I just don't know. And you know, I'm going to yeah. call her after this and ask her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you should. <laughs> well, cool. So that, that sort of brings us up through high school. Um, what's next? What's, uh, what's the next? Time? Well,
1: we've got, I've got two more. Um, yeah. Fall of 2015.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: you know, well. In 2014 I shut down WD50. Yeah. And then in 20 and then 2015 I closed down Alder, my other restaurant. Right. And uh you know uh uh they sold the building that the WD50 was in and so we got kind of kicked out of that and then you know things weren't uh working out great at Alder and you know the rent was going up and 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 we decided that you know, put a finger in that dike and shut it down. And so, you know, it was the, the, the fall of 2015 into the, you know, late fall, I should say into, into the beginning of 2016. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I was down. I was really down. And I was, I was, I was, I don't want to say I was feeling sorry for myself. Cause I don't, I don't think that that's right. And I don't, I don't, I hope I wasn't like full of self pity because I don't, I don't think that's great, but I was, I was bummed out, you know, all I could do was work in restaurants and they were gone and, t- and I'd closed two, in, in within a year or so. And I was like, what, what have I done wrong? How did I get, how did I end up here? How did I, how did I fuck up so badly? You know, I poured my heart and soul into these two things and they're closed. And what, what am I, what am, I don't know, man. How did I get here? What, where did I go wrong? What, what, what were the mistakes that I made that got me to this point? And I was in a funk because I, you know, I mean, I have a beautiful wife, beautiful kids, but I was not doing what I wanted to be doing. I wasn't really doing mm-hmm. a lot, you know?
0: How long I did was, you have WD-50?
1: WD-50, was about 12 years we opened in yeah. uh o, april 9th uh 03 mm-hmm. um we spent about a year it took 14 months to build it and then we were open you know all that time and it was you know it was an amazing place and i'm so proud of what we did there and i'm proud of what we accomplished at, at alder but yeah alder didn't get to w50 got to realize its potential and and, and the goals that i had the aspirations I had for that place were fully realized and, and not Mm -hmm. at Alder, but, but it just combined the two of them to having them go away just made me sad and it made me bummed out. And, um, I, I was just, I just, you know, I needed, I needed to get out of that rut and, um, you know, I, I, just, you know, I've always loved sports. I've always loved exercise. I've always loved being physical, and I, you know, that was one of the things I said I was going to do was I was going to just go back, you know, to, 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 to exercise because that would at least sort of like clean my head a little bit,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and 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 it might might be good for me. and and I started going to the gym. Started running, started doing all sorts of stuff, and I thought, well, you know, I'm gonna start putting together some 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 music that I can listen to while I'm exercising. And yeah, it took it took me not very long to realize that I can't exercise and listen to music, huh. which is weird because there's millions of people around the the world who specifically l- use music as a form of inspiration to exercise or exercise harder or you know yeah. get help them in, in their in their physical you know endeavors and what i realized was that i when i listen to music i listen to music and and the tempo and the pacing of the music if it doesn't like it fucks up my ability to exercise properly like i can't breathe <laughs> right i can't do anything because I'm listening to the music, and it made me realize, made me look backwards and go, "That's the way I was in college too." People are like, "Oh, I used to love to listen to this while I was studying, or that while I was studying." I was like, oh, yeah. "I can't listen to music while I study because then I stop studying."
0: Yeah, I can't because, read a book with music on. I just can't focus. You know, yeah, I totally, because I just start, li-
1: I start, I start paying attention to the music. <laughs> yeah, because that's how much I like music. Yeah, is that I I devote myself to it. Somewhat singularly, hmm. but I did find that Led Zeppelin worked for exercise a little bit. Huh. Interesting. And it's, it's funny because I would have, you'd think, well, just go put on some, you know, put on, you know. Cornell seventy seven and just let it you know. There's thirty five minutes in there where there's no there's no words. There's just stuff going on. Like go do th- that seems perfectly suited. Who are you kidding? You're not exercising more than forty five minutes at a clip, you know. But I was like, ah, I no. I mean, I like that, but I want to listen to that music like in my room with a nice pair of headphones or like, mm-hmm. you know, even in the car. Sometimes it's hard for me. You know, I told you that hmm. I got a speeding ticket. The other day uh, in Manhattan and the, the you know, the, the last speeding ticket I got was in college because I was just, I was listening to the Allman Brothers going up 95 on my way to college and I just, I got lost in the Almond Brothers and the next thing I know I'm going 85 miles an hour <laughs> in an old beat up van that like the rivets are popping out of because I should, you know, the things held together with bubble gum and in duct tape, and I was like, holy cow. I was, su- not only was I surprised that I got a speeding ticket, but I was surprised that the, the vehicle didn't completely like disintegrate. <laughs> it, had, it wasn't built to go that fast. You know, it just, it wasn't meant for it. But, but nobody's mm. fault but mine has just such a sick drum riff in there, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, that guy's just such a, such a, such a beast. Yeah. And 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 in the middle of that, that was where I could go, and I could like I could I could physically exert myself. I could pick up like my my preferred form of exercise is like a kettlebell, just like swing heavy metal around. Hmm. And and I I was like I I again I've I've always deeply respected Led Zeppelin as a Deadhead. You know I used to have these hilarious arguments because the guys in high school that you were either you know into people like led zeppelin or the grateful dead they didn't they they didn't seem to interact you know yeah yeah. (laughs) they were the guys with the with the with the zofo jackets and 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 all that stuff and then they were the guys with the tie dyes and they they didn't mingle (laughs) you know they didn't play except on the soccer field together you know when you had to pass the ball to the guy but otherwise it was like (laughs) we're. you know the 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 deadheads are going to go smoke weed over here And the Zeppelin guys are going to go smoke cigarettes over here. And, Uh (laughs) you know, we just, so I always respected them, but it wasn't something I was into. And I kind of got into Zeppelin much later Hmm. and, and nobody's fault, but mine just has this crazy, like, it's just, it's, it's like, it's so good for getting, getting it out. And, and what it was, was it was part of me like saying to myself, okay, You've lost these restaurants. They're they're gone. But you, you're you're perfectly capable of something else. What is your next act? What is your second act going to be? You've got hmm. to figure it out. You've got to go, and do something. And that's when I I decide to go, and the opportunity presents itself, and I decided to go and open the donut shop, which has been awesome and wonderful. I mean, sh- short of the you know s- the, the the current situation yeah, sure, um, sure. which you know has, has caused us to put a pause on it but short of that um it's it's been awesome for me and i think of that you know late late 2015 early 2016 nobody's fault but mine and i just think of like it being part of like getting me psyched up and getting me enthusiastic and in like not specifically it started in the gym but it isn't specifically something that you know, I listen to now that I, I find myself with tons of time t- to exercise. Um, but it just speaks to a time and place of like me getting, I don't want to say like, you know, getting my groove back or getting my mojo back, but just getting reinvigorated and getting out of a funk. I was in a funk mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I hope I wasn't feeling sorry for myself because that's not, that's not a good thing to be, but more just like, I was just like, what did I how did I fuck this up so badly and and close two restaurants and how did I get here? But, but that, that song makes me, reminds me of that, that time period. And it reminds me of like recommitting to, to the next phase. Um, and so, so I think fondly of that. And, and I, I, you know, I don't think I have a lot in common with those four guys, but I, I (laughs) still think that they found a way to to help me sort of dig deep deeper or believe you know in myself in a way and in it and it there the grateful dead is is good music for feeling good Hmm. i find led zeppelin is good music for getting fired up
0: (laughs) yeah i like that i mean it, it it's it's so interesting that you know in in high school would you have ever imagined that you know zeppelin was going to be the thing that sort of helped you get through that transition like later in your life you know what i mean it sounds like it was the furthest thing from what you were sort of listening to that
1: (laughs) yeah and 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 again i i really like led zeppelin i don't i don't fancy myself a scholar um i mean i've watched the song remains the same many times and i you know i've (laughs) I've, I've enjoyed them a lot and they, I certainly, you know, know their catalog better than a lot of other artists, but not nearly, again, I listen to the Grateful Dead kind of, it, that's a constant for me and it's about feeling good and, 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 mm-hmm. and that's the thing, it's like they're, they're, I know that there's a lot to them and to their, to their story and it's a, very, it's a wonderful complex tapestry. But in many ways, the outward facing appearance of them is one of positivity and just generally good vibes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, but you think of like Led Zeppelin, it's a little darker. It's like deals with the devil and sharks yeah. in the bathtub. And like, <laughs> it's just, it's a little, w- w- what, regardless of what the truth is, there's just something a little more gritty, a little more edgier, a little more like, like, you know, garage, dirty, you know, thing, mm. but it wasn't. It, the, you know, and and it, there was just something about that that helped me sort of be like, all right, man, come on, dude, stop, just go, get get your get your shit together, and go do something, and you know, um, and and so I just think fondly of uh, of that song. I don't necessarily think fondly of that time, but I think of it as a as a good catalyst for for me to get me to get me moving.
0: Yeah. How long after, like when, when did the wheel start turning with the donut shop?
1: I mean, in, in, in 16 was when we, you know, I, I was able to get the deal going and then we opened in 17 Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we just had our, we just had our three year anniversary in April. Yeah. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll never forget when we were playing the Brooklyn bowl. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Dew's donuts is like right across the street. From the Brooklyn Bowl in the uh, William Vale Hotel, sort of in that complex there, and we were we were playing at the bowl, and I, I was eating lunch at the restaurant in the William Vale, and I was gonna go scope out the shop after lunch or something. We were texting, and next thing I know, you come in in your in your chef's whites with a tray of fresh, warm donuts. Like still, you were still like testing out, like finalizing the recipe, if I remember correctly, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll never
0: forget that moment. I think I ate like the whole tray of donuts. It was, it was <laughs> amazing. <laughs>
1: that's the that's the power of donuts, man. They do that to you. They <laughs> get you excited, yes. eat the whole tray.
0: <laughs> um, I got a question before we hit the next tune. Um, yeah. You know, in in your restaurants, were you were you involved in the the soundtrack, the music that would be playing? You know, at dinner.
1: Uh, no, you know, oddly, I stayed away from that. I, I huh. left that to to other people. Um uh-huh. because I, I again I think and this goes back to what it is for me, is like music for me is is it's it's for me. It's it's there's not a lot of people in my life that I, I listen to music with. I listen to music by myself or mm-hmm. I listen to music with like my buddies from college that and a couple pals from high school. And we all listen to The Grateful Dead, and that's that, yeah. you know? <laughs> Um, and you still? And stay I know in that, touch that that's like, not that's not what people you, want to eat, you know, at wd fifty yeah. or at Alder or at 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 Deuce. And so let's let's leave it <laughs> to the people who have a better sense of that. And I've been lucky that between my dad and a guy that was a music teacher that worked for me for like a decade, and then a, a, another guy that was actually a musician that worked for me for four years, th- they all were happy to to, to carry that torch, because <laughs> um, I just. I don't i don't like i don't push my music on other people you know my wife and i yeah. don't have common ground with music you know we don't <laughs> we don't and that was almost one of my almost one of my songs was a bon jovi song because you know my wife and i don't like the same song the same music we just don't she you know i yeah. had some Grateful Dead or I know actually I had some Derek and the Domino's playing the other day and she's like, Will you just turn this off, man? Please. Just turn this off. And I get it, because like if it doesn't resonate, it's no it's 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 grating.
0: Yeah. You know, it's
1: grating. Um but we had a wonderful experience going to see Bon Jovi. Not that I love, you know, Bon Jovi, but she loves like 80s hair metal. And so Uh we had a great I bought us a ticket to go see Bon Jovi uh at Foxwoods years ago, and it was just a fun, it was a fun <laughs> moment of like, you know, bonding with my wife over music because it's something that we never do. Um, yeah. And therefore my kids and I never get to listen to music because I don't like pushing my music on them. You uh-huh. know, I don't I don't push it on them. And so the the last song is actually the first song that we found some common ground on, my kids and I. Mm.
0: Awesome. Very because
1: good. I just like, I had had it with Kids Bop and Katy Perry and you know uh, Taylor Swift. Like I, I again, no disrespect to any of those people or or things, because Kids Bop is not a person. It's it's a, it's a, a thing it's created the by machine. the government to undermine <laughs> parents' uh, authority. But it, it, it and I and I actually you know can respect like people like Taylor, like Taylor Swift's more recent stuff. I can certainly wrap my head around a bit more than the stuff she was playing four or five years ago, you know, when my kids were playing it a lot. And, you know, uh, but I, I I was just like, I want to listen to music with my kids. I spent a lot of time in the car with my kids. I want to, there's gotta be something. And I don't know. I, I still, to this day, I'm not totally sure why, but I was like, let's give John Denver a try. Let's give John Denver a try. I mean, you got to. <laughs> Are you a big John like, Denver fan? I love John Denver, man. Yeah. I love John right. Denver and I love the Muppets. So, <laughs> you know, he has a long history with the Muppets and I loved the Muppets <laughs> as a kid. And John Denver just awesome. You know, I have always thought I love awesome. John
0: Denver. Yeah, no doubt. I think I just, he's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. You know, so sad. So sad. Oh, uh, it's you know.
0: one of the saddest stories and, and music no doubt so yeah sad.
1: like, but I think he's amazing and I love him I love everything I mean I don't want to say I love everything about him because that's ridiculous but I love <laughs> I like his music a lot you know and I was like again I'm not entirely sure why but I figured come on you're kids but you're reasonable human beings we're good <laughs> parents you gotta it's gotta be something and lo and behold lo and behold <laughs> you know take me home country roads worked
0: Oh my gosh. And
1: you know, and eventually we're all singing it in the car like Chevy Chase on vacation, you know? <laughs> <Yes>. And <laughs> That's and, my
0: dream one day. I want that. I want that moment. That that Chevy Chase <laughs> moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, and it's like, all right. Okay. I, I it was just it was so wonderful. It was it's you know, and then there's been some other ones i have been like so excited. They've been able to get my kids excited about about uh, Neil Diamond, uh-huh. you know that's been that's been great. Um, but 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 John Denver was awesome. We were able to listen to like multiple John Denver songs. But "Take Me Home, You Know Country Roads" was just it was the first song that all four of us because it turns out my mom, my wife, I mean, likes John Denver and she used to listen to John Denver a lot. And I was like, oh my oh, god, wow. great! Here I mean, we are. How There's old... hope for this relationship in the four of us. <laughs>
0: Now how old how old are the kids when when this was happening? When this first started when the so that's, first John Denver thing?
1: So that's hold on, I got this written down. That's um that's 2017. Yeah. 2017. Wow. And uh and it was great.
0: You know,
1: it was awesome.
0: So cool. Now awesome. do they, they, they asked for you to play that tune now still? Do they still get into it or are they passed it?
1: Uh well they don't complain when I put it on. So, yeah. so that's good, yeah. you know, and, and uh, my older daughter, she still, she still digs it. I mean, we were in the car yesterday and she was, uh, and I, and I was like flipping around different, different stuff. And, um, and it was great that she put that on, but it was just, it was, it's, it's just nice. Like, because again, I, I don't listen to music as much as I, 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 sh- I, sh- I would like to, and, and when I do listen to it, I really listen to it. And I generally mostly don't get to listen to it because it's hard to find time to do it alone and i don't have music really that that overlaps with the rest of my family so it is
0: mm-hmm.
1: it does have to be when i'm alone and i'm just not alone that much because that's just not how life works when you have right. you know if you want to be a good parent or be involved in right. your family and, you know if i had to give up music or my family i think the choice <laughs> is relatively easy you know um uh so so when when, when i found that it was just like so wonderful and satisfying in it in it in and John Denver I always liked John Denver but now he puts like a particular smile on my face hmm. like a particular smile cuz it's just ah oh, the kids got into it and they can laugh at their dorky dad when he sings it you know at the top of his right. lungs driving down the highway and they just <laughs> they don't they're not embarrassed cause they're singing along too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause of course, as you become an older dad, you, you, you get particular joy in embarrassing your, your children, particularly <laughs> if they're daughters, you know, you find that very satisfying when they're like horrified by however you're acting, um, you know, and we haven't gotten to the point where it's about like, you know, some guy coming to take her out on a date and I'm going to be sitting in my underpants, sharpening a knife at the table. Yeah, right. Um, we're not there yet so we can still just you can still just be like dad you're a dork and why are you singing like that you know
0: oh man that's so good but it's fun it's fun now now, you've got a you got an honorable mention too you said
1: well yeah so yesterday we have we have two cars we have we have a a, an old honda pilot that we've had for a long time and Uh and a a volvo and, and we were going uh up to driving deep into the woods to 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 a lake yesterday to do a little bit of fishing and swimming in in, the, in this in this lake that's that's only like 10 minutes away it's really close but it's deep in the woods and it's 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 a long dusty drive and we're in the we're in the pilot cuz cuz it's a beater car and it's perfect for this and i'm open up the little console in between the the passenger and the driver's seat and i i pulled all the junk out and i i had it in the one of the seats and and there were—I don't know why—but there were like five CDs in the car. Hmm. Now nobody's listening to CDs anymore, obviously. Because, you know, <laughs> you've got your phone, right? And my, one of my daughters is like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "Oh, oh that's a CD." And they're like, "What is that?" And I was like, "Oh, oh my God, holy shit! What is a CD? <laughs> okay, this—you know—and then we had a fun conversation, and I was like, "Let's." Let's put one in. This, I was like, oh, yeah, this car's got a CD player and it still works. Let's play a CD. And they're like, yeah, 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 let's play a CD. This is awesome. What is this? Which one should we play? And uh, one of them says Dead Mix on it. And my daughter's like, play this one, play the Dead Mix. What is that? Who knows? Play that. <laughs> uh, cause, and I don't even know what's on it. I don't know what's on right. the Dead Mix. I haven't listened to the CD in, in forever. And why is it still in the car? I don't even know. <laughs> so I pop it in, and the first song that comes on is He's Gone. And my older daughter's like, "That's this. I like this, Dad. What is this? What's this song called?" I said, it's called "He's Gone," and I start, you know, singing the lyrics because I know that one, you know, <laughs> the, the back of my hand, you know. And it's great, and and it's and it and it's not like a crazy. It doesn't have like a crazy long jam in it. It's not one of those songs, you know. It's 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 it doesn't wander off into some some trippy trippy place. And they're both like. Why is he gone? Where would he go? What happened? You know, and 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 it's just it's all like it's just so wonderful. You, you realize how curious kids are, and it's so cool. But they were like, "I like this." And I was like, "All right, this is the Grateful Dead. This is the first Grateful Dead song you guys like. This is amazing. This is amazing. You're ten. It took ten years for you to like the Grateful Dead, but here it is. It's amazing." It I'm took so me excited. longer than and 10 now- years,
0: man. <laughs> For the record. <laughs> so they're doing pretty good.
1: But I was so excited. I was like, "Oh man, this is amazing. Thank you." And I was like, "This is funny too. This is like kind of like Ross might appreciate this, you know? Like yeah. this is a random a random thing i was like i don't think it's one of the top three moments but it's like honorable mention like holy crap and it's funny because it, we got to talk about what a cd was and yeah just like I, you're just like oh man you forget that like i was like you know we should go to the basement kids because i have an embarrassing stack of those next to an embarrassing <laughs> stack of cassettes you know i was gonna like, ask
0: you still have all your all your dead tapes probably too don't you
1: yeah oh yeah yeah my wife's like when are we going to get rid of these I was like you know that's an excellent question but i don't have an answer i'm not getting rid of them yet are you ever going to listen to them no i'm not but why don't we get rid of them you know i have i mean i have you know there's so many different ways you can listen to the grateful dead you know yeah there's just yeah. so many different ways i have four early ipods from back in the day with like over a terabyte of grateful dead on them oh, and then it's organized God. by like chunks of 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 years you know and wow. uh, all you got to do is go to like you know archive.org or whatever it is and you can hear whatever you want but yeah I still right. can't I bring think there's, myself to
0: yeah there's even some app I think out there that's got it all like organized in like a dead friendly way to just the dead stuff via archive
1: yeah and I'm just like a knucklehead I'm like I can't get rid of these four you know I paid some guy like crazy amount of free meals at wd-50 to take because one of my buddies who <laughs> the, the guy in our group who was a taper He's like, I've got this thing, and he circulated it. And he's like, I'm going to send, send, it was like a chain letter. He's like, I'm going to send you guys this hard drive. It's called the Motherload. He spent years <laughs> collecting as many different Grateful Dead songs as he could on a, on a hard drive, and he shipped to each of us, and each of us would then take it and download it and <laughs> ship it to the next guy. And it's, you know, it's thousands and thousands of songs. You know, like I said, it's like a, close to a terabyte of, of Grateful Dead. So I got four iPods that I could listen to it on. Jeez. And it's you know, but we're boneheads, we're knuckleheads. So, but it was just cool. It was like, what's a CD, Dad? Like, oh yeah, man, that's that was that's a crazy. Funny question.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> man, well, I can't, I can't thank you enough for for joining me today, man. It, it's so good to talk to. You know, I always have this uh, this thought. You know, you know from from hanging out with me and talking with me that that food and music are nearly equal passions of mine for sure and um i find so many parallels with food and music you know like we everybody everybody needs both we've we've had both since the beginning of time and they sort of coincide with each other you know you cook over a fire and you sing songs around it going way way back like tribal uh elements of it cowboys like in the in the wild west you know that kind of thing and they're both this like primal need that we have that can also be elevated to a high art form you know which is something that you absolutely have done and it's it's really cool to hear your perspective on the music side of it you know and uh i'm i'm really i'm really glad that we got to talk about these tunes man
1: yeah man i'm always glad like i said i'm not a by no means so i fancy myself an expert but certainly an enthusiast so it's always yeah. Always fun to hear it, see it, talk about it. It's always great to catch up with you, man, even if yeah. from afar.
0: I know, I know.
1: I want, I I want to hear that uh, help slip Frank at some point.
0: I know. I'm working on a solo version of help slip Frank for you. And, uh, you know, probably I'll let you know when it's when it's ready to be unveiled. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. I'll cater the party.
0: Oh, my God. That sounds like a deal to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, shoot, man, you know, take care and and be safe with everything that's going on. And I can't wait till we're back at the Brooklyn Bowl and I can come grab a donut before sound check.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man, I can't wait. And then we can go grab a glass of wine afterwards, uh, you know, a bite to eat, some good sushi or something, man.
0: Well, there it is. Me and Chef Wyla Dufresne talking about some of the songs that have played a big role in his life. Hope you guys like today's episode. If you did, go on and leave us a review right here in the Apple Podcast Store. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Songs That saved Me, and go on to Patreon.com/songsThatSavedMe if you'd like to become a member of the show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time on Songs That Save Me.